What's going on guys? Uh, I've been away for a few days now, uh, just kind of getting back into the groove today. Um, I couldn't really get into any of the, the Andrew Luck stuff or the Lamar Miller stuff. Um, not that you need another random opinion about what's going on there. Um, but as far as Andrew Luck goes, you know, for me, like it, it just sucks to see that like such a potential, you know, Hall of Fame quarterback uh, and, and a potential, you know, superstar you know over the next 10 years um you know had to come to this type of decision uh because of what he was going through you know i think he was already a very thoughtful kind of guy right like we all knew that and like he his play and how he how he dealt with getting sacked and getting hurt on the field like exuded that right like he would get sacked like hard and he'll be like good play good play good play you know like i, I don't know like uh, for some reason like we knew that he was competitive, um, but at the same time, he knew how to be a nice guy where like nobody could really give him shit, if you know what I mean. Um, and I think it takes like a special type of person to do that. At least I noticed that. It's random, but it's something that I liked about him. And, and I think because of the way he was in that respect is why he was able to come to this type of decision because he knows that for himself, life is more than football. Um, and if he's not happy, um, even though he's making a lot of money, a lot of people equate money to happiness, um, he feels like he has a lot of potential um, overall in life. It just doesn't have to be applied to football. Um, and if he's not happy there, maybe he steps away, maybe he comes back, you never know. But he did what he thought was right and that's all that matters. All right, so let's move on to some fantasy-related stuff. So as far as as far as Marlon Mack goes, I think he's still uh, in an RB2, right? Uh, for me, a lot of his successes and his intrigue was tied directly to Andrew Luck. Um, and, you know, they did add a lot of pieces this offseason, so this, this offense could have took, taken an even bigger step forward this year. Uh, now, with Jacoby Brissett, we've seen him in 2017, um, you know, when Andrew Luck was hurt. And he wasn't great, but they did just trade for him like a couple weeks or a week or week before the season started. So like, there's not much you can expect out of that. He's been in the system now for a year, right? Um, full year. He's had the whole off season with this team, um, acting as their QB one because Luck was hurt and he didn't get any reps. So he got all the reps uh, with all his guys. Um, and coming into this year, we should expect him to take a step forward. Um, not going to be Andrew Luck, obviously. So I think Marlon Mack, T.Y. Hilton both take a hit. But Marlon Mack should be drafted as an RB2. Right now his ADP is at the back of the fourth round. Um, they might depend on him a little bit more. Now we did see a little bit um, of him being used on third down in the preseason. That would be very welcomed uh, for his usage. Um, so if he has a little bit of value in the passing game, which he didn't have last year, that would obviously be welcomed. Now, in 2017, T.Y. Hilton was super boom-bust with, with uh, Jacoby Brissett. He had like three games uh, like above 150 yards receiving, uh, kind of crazy, but then he had a bunch of games like under 40, you know, receiving yards. So, super boom-bust, like it's just complete opposite ends of the spectrum. I think we could expect a little bit more consistency this year, but Remember how much Andrew Luck was throwing the ball last year. Um, I don't think they're going to put that much on Jacoby Brissett. They have a decent defense, so game script can be, you know, at a point where they don't have to throw the ball a ton every single game. They could depend more on Mac. Um, so, T.Y. Hilton, so with T.Y. Hilton, you got the tight ends. 
you know, you got Devin Funches, you got Harris Campbell in the slot, you have Naheem Hines potentially being involved. There's a lot of targets to go around, and I'm not sure the volume is going to be there for everybody to get theirs. Remember, Jacoby Brissett threw a shit ton to the tight ends in 2017. Uh, and by the way, he threw a ton to the tight ends in college too. So that's something to keep to keep in mind. Um, Jack Doyle caught 80, 80 balls that year. Uh, with Jacoby Brissett, so it, you know if you're hurting at tight end, I think you know Ebron and Jack Doyle. Even though you know we want to downgrade them, you, we might have to be very aware of them and be aware that they could be top 12, both of them. Um, we saw that uh, Ebron caught a touchdown from Jacoby Brissett a couple of weeks ago in preseason, so you know he's a guy who likes going to the tight ends, and because of that, we might not see T.Y. Hilton getting all the volume that we would want. Um, by the way, Devin Funches was the one leading uh, the ones uh, in targets during this preseason, um, but wasn't a huge sample size. So with Lamar Miller tearing his ACL, Drew Johnson is obviously the incumbent there. Um, the Texans traded uh, a fourth round pick for him, but it turns into a third round pick if he's active for 10 games. So it seems like that's what's, that's what's going to be the case, right? Third round pick for Duke Johnson. Now, that's pretty high draft capital for running back. Um, you know, he felt like he was underutilizing Cleveland, and that's why he wanted out. Um, and I totally understand that uh, because he does have a skill set that's more than just a third down back. Now, his specialty is definitely in the passing game, no doubt about it. Um, the Texans haven't thrown a bunch to their running backs over the past few years, um, but that might have just been because of the skill set that they had. Um, and because Duke Johnson is coming in and they know his skill set, you know, they could potentially, you know, kind of go back to the drawing board a little bit and, and, you know, work him into that passing game where he could see, you know, 50, 60, 70 targets, hopefully, right, if he's the guy. Now, um, obviously there's a chance of them bringing in another running back into the rotation. He only has undrafted guys behind him right now, so if that stays like it is, like, he's the guy um, on all three downs, the primary, the primary guy on all three downs. I'm sure, you know, they'll mix in somebody else, whether it's Crockett or whoever, um, but... If they bring in like an Ajayi or Doug Martin, I'm hearing Kenyon Drake potentially for as part of a Jadavian Clowney deal. Um, you know, it really depends who that guy is, right? If it's Doug Martin or Ajayi, I'm not really worried. Um, and I'll still draft Duke Johnson at his six round ADP right now. I'm pretty happy if he's my RB3 or, or he's my flex um, just because of his ability uh, in the receiving game and how much draft capital that they put into him. Um, now, the only reason why he's not going earlier than the sixth round is because of the possibility that they bring someone in and he's not their primary guy. I just think that the chances of that happening is kind of low, which is why the sixth round is a pretty good price. I'm kind of taking advantage of it. If you guys were following my stories from last week, I was telling you a story about how I was super high on Sonny Michel, then I was super low on him, and now I'm kind of high on him again. Um, in this past preseason game, in the third preseason game, uh, he looked really good. He looked shifty. Um, he was making guys miss at the second level. He looked like a different running back. And with all the with all the talk about him potentially being involved in the pass game a little bit more, I mean, he kind of proved the doubters wrong. And at, at his fourth round ADP right now, um, that, I'm drafting him. I'm drafting him over Marlon Mack for sure. And I think if you can get Michelle in the fourth round, that's, that's a pretty good price. Darius Geis made his preseason debut after tearing his ACL last preseason. Um, super glad he's back. Um, I know a lot, there was a lot of hype on his about his return, but uh, I personally didn't see like uh, anything amazing from him. Um, he 
he didn't look that great, but it was his first game back. Uh, I'm only addressing the fact that a lot of people thought he looked amazing and looked really good. Um, I think it was a good step forward. Um, I think that a lot of uh, the, the stuff that people were calling uh, patience, I called hesitation. Um, and, you know, he made a couple of good plays like that. Stiff arm was dope. I mean, that's him. He's powerful and he's that guy. Um, and he's showing a little bit of the traits that we're used to when watching him. Uh, but it might just not be his year this year, especially if AP didn't even play in that game. Um, I think he'll be their primary back as of right now because he's just, guys, is just coming back. Uh, and even if it's a little bit of a timeshare, um, this offense isn't good enough uh, for those guys to be... Uh, the consistency right that's kind of what you know you're hoping would be there um and i don't think it's going to be there right you have him and ap potentially sharing early downs and you got chris thompson coming in for almost every passing situation so um i'm not buying him this year uh but i mean i would love to have shares of him you know for for next year uh when he's a year removed from that acl we don't have to worry about soft tissue injuries um and we don't have to worry about a potential timeshare maybe ap's gone by next year who knows but not the best situation for him in 2019. Edo Smith actually finally looks a little good. Like, he, he, his third preseason game, he looked a lot better. Um, he did uh, show some flashes throughout the preseason, and it seems like he is entrenched as uh, the Falcons' RB2 and as the compliment to Devontae Freeman. Dare Ogumbawale nailed it. Uh, he is the third running back in the rotation right now behind uh, Peyton Barber and Ronald Jones in the Bucks' backfield. It's likely that he will open the season as their passing down guy. And he's honestly looked like the best running back on that team throughout the preseason. And Bruce Irons had some nice things to say about him, saying that he's probably the best pass protector they have. So it's just because of how weak their RB1 and RB2 are with Rojo and Peyton Barber, there's a chance that, you know, if he gets a little bit of work on third downs, he's mixed in a little bit on early downs as well. And he might, there's, there's a world where he kind of wins that job um, if it's up for grabs at all. So um, he's a guy that I'm kind of drafting with my last pick uh, just in case anything happens between now and week one and, you know, potentially having him on my roster, you know, in week one. Uh, so that we kind of see what that role looks like. We know that this is going to be a pass-heavy team. Um, the defense isn't good. They're not going to be in great, great game scripts. Uh, so he's going to be on the field a lot if he's their passing down guy. Um, so there's a lot of opportunity there. Just a heads up. Sucks that Cam Newton had to sprain his left foot this past week. Um, he was a guy that a lot of people were aiming for late um, because of his upside. Uh, a lot of the upside comes from him running the ball, though. So him spraining left foot and it potentially lingering, like a lot of doctors are saying that can happen, kind of sucks. Um, he, apparently, he'll be fine for week one, though. Ron Rivera said he's going to play week one. Um, Christian McCaffrey was on the field uh, for every single play with the first team. Um, you know, there was talks about, you know, him potentially losing a lot of snaps, but it was never the case. Norv Turner doesn't operate that way. Um, and uh, if, if his snaps get reduced, it'll get reduced from 100% to like 85%. Uh, still elite usage either way. This past week, uh, in week three of the preseason, Nick Foles uh, targeted D.D. Uh, Westbrook seven times, Leonard Fournette three times, and that was the totality of his pass attempts, just 10. Um, so Didi Westbrook, obviously a favorite of his coming out of the slot. Um, he, he's, a, he's a guy who has risen like crazy in ADP. He's going at the 6-7 turn right now. Uh, kind of where he belongs, you know what I mean? Like I'd rather have him over like a guy like Dante Pettis. But, you know, 
<laughs> just a month ago we were drafting him in like the 11th round 10th round it was it was amazing getting him at that spot especially in full ppr leagues uh so you, you know you're kind of paying the price for him right now but we know that the the target share should be evident right now um don't forget about marcus lee marquise lee who's going to be entering the rotation at some point um but yeah anyway so as far as leonard fournette goes you know he's their three down guy tj yeldon He's not there anymore. Uh, Fournette was on the field for every play, um, including third downs. So, you know, his his usage in the passing game is going to increase heavily. Um, the only reason why he's going right now in the third round, um, I'm turning around because it's like a... Too much noise. Um, the only reason why he's going in the third round right now is because of his injury history. He doesn't belong in the third round at all. When you get a workhorse running back, a bell cow running back uh, in the third round, um, I'm going for that every single time. In the third round, he is my running back of choice. Kalen Balazs got a lot of opportunity uh, this preseason, especially with Kenyon Drake uh, being hurt for a couple weeks. Uh, but I don't think he took advantage of his opportunity. He didn't look good in the preseason um, at all. Uh, apparently, you know, he had a couple of good runs in practice and stuff like that. Looked, looked okay. Uh, but it was really all about the opportunity. Um, and, you know, for me, like, I, I think Kenyon Drake is a much better, better talent than Kalen Balazs. Um, and with Kenyon Drake back right now, he's going at the 6-7 turn in PPR. Um, someone I might take take a stab at, you know, if I'm kind of, if, I, if I'm in need of some running back depth. Um, especially in full PPR because he'll likely be their uh, pass-catching running back no matter what. Um, but he could carve out a much bigger role than we anticipated because we thought that Balazs was going to be, you know, a 50-50 uh, partner in, in that in that backfield. And judging by what I saw, I just, I, I don't see that. Um, it really depends. It doesn't matter my, what my opinion is. It matters what the coaches think. But uh, I do think that Kenyon Drake is the guy to have in that backfield right now. Robbie Anderson has a calf injury right now. We all know that calf injuries are tricky. Um, we don't know whether they're going to linger or not. So, you know, right now where his ADP is at, it's tough for me to draft him right now knowing he has that injury. Now, he could pop back next week and just be fine. But, you know, I, I'm not taking my chances where his ADP is at right now. What I would do is, in, if I'm in a draft, because I, so I'm someone who wants Robbie Anderson, like, I'm going to let the whole league know on draft night or draft day, say, like, damn, Robbie Anderson has a calf injury. You know, we know those are tricky. Damn, like, like I don't know, man. And then, like, let his ADP drop, like, a full round um, and then just draft him. That's what I would do. Devin Singletary's usage in this third preseason game was pretty interesting. Um, Shady and Frank Gore were alternating series. Uh, they took turns taking series um, and for basically the whole half, right? Um, and then when the se first half was coming to a close, um, like Shady got them to the red zone and then Devin Singletary had one carry, I think it was like from the 15 yard line or something like that, had one carry uh, and, and had a really nice run uh, to the end zone and scored a touchdown. And that was it. That's all the work he had. Um, he didn't come in with the second team or anything like that. So for me, that tells me like he, he's worthy uh, of playing on the first team um, as far as like from the Bills perspective. Um, obviously, he has a couple guys ahead of him. Uh, but like I said, like, you know, Shady's being paid a lot of money. Uh, he could get cut. He could get traded. Um, there's a lot of possibilities there. So, um, you know, there's, there, like I said, mentioned last week, there's a path for Devin Singletary to be very fantasy relevant. Um, and, you know, it might take just Shady kind of leaving. Um, and Frank Gore just being Frank Gore and them wanting some young blood um, as, as their RB1.
Um, that, that's very possible. So I, I'm taking a late shot on Devin Singletary in every draft that I can, uh, just in case something like that happens. But uh, we'll probably know something by this weekend.